What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Movies and Beyond podcast. I am your esteemed host, Brian Osborne, welcoming you back to another experience here in the land of movies and beyond. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, actually, a lot to talk about, but pretty much all in the same vein. I apologize for the delay on this episode. Uh, just got caught up in other uh, other duties, other responsibilities, but I am here today, and there are so much. There's so much to talk about, but all of it is, uh, like I said, all in the same vein, and that has to do with the coronavirus. Since we last spoke, it has only expanded around the entire globe. It has definitely taken more of a foothold here in the United States. However, or thankfully, uh, in the United States, there hasn't been nearly as seems to be as much impact. Only only 40. I mean, 40 people have died, which is sad. And we do have uh, 1,600 cases as of this recording that of people that are infected. But uh, people are recovering from it. People are, uh, you know, self-quarantine is the word going around. I'm sure most of you know. Uh, and it is a lot worse in other con- in other countries. Obviously, China was the first big um, hotbed for it, and they it seems to have peaked. And thankfully, things in the Wuhan province where it started is now uh, things sound like last I saw anyway. They are starting to get back to normal. They're not quite there, but they are starting uh, that process. Now the question is just how much longer will this have an effect here in the United States? And re- why are we talking about this on a movie podcast? Well, the movie world and entertainment world, Hollywood in specific, has been greatly affected by it. Not to mention the uh, play world. Uh, Broadway is now, I believe, ceased all shows for the foreseeable future. But Hollywood, I mean, TV productions, uh, I know Riverdale, the uh, CW show has halted production. One of their crew members was uh, diagnosed with coronavirus, but they have stopped production. Several other shows have stopped production. We now, um, as I'm recording this on Friday the 13th of March, the Disney Marvel production of uh, Shang-Chi, I believe, is now on, on hiatus, the director of that film had to go to self-quarantine. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, Ring, Legend of the Ten Rings, that's scheduled to come out, I believe, later this year. Uh, unless, unless I'm thinking, uh, uh, yeah, I want to say it was scheduled to come out in November, but he, the director, Destin Daniel, has uh, decided to self-isolate himself, so he may even come down with it. Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, and Stephen Colbert have all suspended their production of their late-night comedy shows. Over it, you have state governments that are shutting down schools for multiple weeks and weeks. You've got colleges that are now shifting their, have shifted their classes from in person to online. Um, then um, plus, and in other movie related news, we've seen a lot of big delays, big release delays. The first one was uh, James Bond, No Time to Die. Daniel Craig's last outing as James Bond that's been delayed now till November, and. We've now seen more delays. Uh, a couple of days ago, Peter Rabbit, which was supposed to be a big, you know, a big Easter time release, which is coming up, that has now been delayed till I believe September, October, sometime this fall. And the big one uh, just announced, which up until today, as I'm recording this, Disney has pretty much held firm with its release dates, saying nothing's going to change. We're going when it was first. Just a China virus. It was just they were all. No, it doesn't matter. Forget China. Or well, they didn't say that, but they just said it doesn't matter. We're still going on with our worldwide premiere of Mulan. A lot of people kind of wondered. Well, that's kind of a Chinese story. Uh, however, uh, at the same time, we've already seen this movie. The movie came out in 1998. We know the story. 
But uh, anyway, it was announced today Disney has, in fact, delayed the release of Mulan in North America and around the world. No mention as to when they plan on doing that, but that um, that is a big shocker. And to top it all off, poor New Mutants. Uh, new Mutants, the new uh, the the um, spinoff from the X-Men, X-Men franchise that's been waiting in the wings for over a year to get released. It was originally, I think, supposed to come out last April or the previous fall. I, I forget when it was originally uh, set to release. I know it, at one point it was supposed to come out last year at some point, and it didn't. And then Disney bought Fox, and they announced at some point, okay, New Mutants is going to come out on April 7th or the first Friday in April. And here we are now. Who could have predicted the coronavirus coming in? And now it was announced today after, along with Mulan, New Mutants has now been delayed from a theatrical release. Unbelievable. That movie cannot catch a break. Not to make light of the fact. I mean, it's just it's just who could have predicted something like that? And after a movie that's been waiting so long, I think it was filmed in 2016 or 2017, and it's just been sitting there and getting re-edits and supposedly went through a bunch of reshoots, and now the director's out there saying it didn't go through reshoots. Long story short is it's been delayed. The movie New Mutants can't catch a break, but Mulan, yes, delayed. Peter Rabbit delayed. Um, I think now the big question is for Disney and Marvel is now what will Black Widow, what will happen with Black Widow? Some people think it's uh, it's going to get delayed. I don't know. I think uh, May first, I mean, they do have, you know, they usually do the premiere and the big rollout about, you know, two, three weeks ahead of time. And that's that's about roughly three or four weeks away. So there's still a lot of time. It's just we just don't know how big of an impact this virus is going to continue to have, at least here in North America. And again, in other parts around the world, I know I, you know, Italy has gone through a lot of hard times. Their hospitals are overrun, and their medical system's really taken a beating. They've had a lot of cases. They've had some pretty, pretty troubling, uh, scary 24-hour periods where they've lost over 100 people. I don't know. I haven't stayed up every day, but I know that was at least one day this week. I know Iran's got a number of cases, uh, a lot of, a lot of cases, and there's other parts of the world that are going through a lot harder. Than, than we are in North America. But as I said at the beginning, North America's cases have uh, continually gone up day after day. I know, uh, and I know where I live, uh, the schools have been canceled now for multiple weeks. And it's just, it is starting to have an effect. And we'll ju- we just don't know. But now we're seeing these delays of these films. TV shows are getting uh, halted in production. And major sports leagues have also halted. I never thought I would see that. I mean, that that's just, uh, that's not something I've never seen. I've lived through the swine flu. I've lived through the bird flu. I've lived, you know, I've, I've seen, it seems like every two years, there's always some kind of, some kind of mass hysteria or some kind of big thing that gets everybody worked up. Not to say that you shouldn't get worked up in some cases. I, you know, me personally with this coronavirus, I'm not saying that this is a super big, big deal. I mean, I, the, um, it, it's something we should all keep an eye keep an eye on. There are cases in almost every state. However, when you look at the totals, at least here in America, it's nothing compared to what we've had in the past. I mean, the Spanish flu in 1918 killed more people than World War One, which I just learned that this past week on CBS Sunday morning, which is crazy. I didn't, wouldn't even have figured that, but it was the same, um, you know, it's kind of the same deal so far. Uh, again, we just don't know enough about it, and the numbers just aren't at that big of panic levels. I'm not, again, I'm not saying brush it off. I'm saying just pay attention, follow the guidelines that 
the officials are telling you, wash your hands. Don't go into big crowds. I mean, I'm all, I can totally understand why these events are being canceled, but it is a huge, at the same time, these numbers that are, that are out there are not, I would not say panic levels. It's something to be concerned about, something to watch. But here we are, we're uh, instead, people are canceling, events are canceled South by Southwest. A big film festival has now been canceled. It's a very tough break for those uh, films that work their way to get there. Then you have uh, other events like CinemaCon that, as far as I know, still plans on happening. And that's in about a month's time in Las Vegas. Of all places, Las Vegas, where you wouldn't necessarily put on the highest of sanitary lists. But that's the plan. And I haven't heard anything. I'll be shocked if that one's still at the if they don't announce a cancellation here soon. But I don't know. <laughs> After South by Southwest, they said they were still going to do it. So we'll see. I, I don't know. Part of me just thinks life's got to be lived and you got to... I, I haven't I have I personally haven't seen anything around me or felt any kind of unease about it. I'm gonna do my best to go to the movies. Uh, my theater chain, I know with all these big releases being pushed back, it's gonna be really hard on the theater business for the next month, month and a half, assuming at least picking Black Widow as a uh, as a point. I mean until we get to the I mean we've lost now that they've lost Mulan, they've now lost um, new mutants, which, who knows how good a movie, how good that movie was gonna is gonna do or would have done. There's just if they keep pulling these major releases, I don't know what what people are gonna go see. I guess they'll keep going to see Onward or or uh, the other films that are out. But it's it's gonna be a rough go for them after uh, as the weeks continue to to go on and they pull releases or push push them back. So that's that's gonna be tough. But I plan on going to the movies every week. I plan on continuing to see as many new releases as I can in the weeks, uh, weeks that come. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, and again, I will constantly, I will stay apprised to the situation and make, uh, make judgments. If it does get more and more serious, maybe I won't, uh, but we'll just see. Uh, the other key point, I, it, where I live in uh, Michigan, it's the, the, the seasons are changing. It's now getting warmer and more mild. Some say with the warmer weather, it'll get rid of it, but uh, that that remains to be seen. We'll 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 just have to get through it. It's uh, it's a bummer that this is just having such a worldwide effect, and it's uh, it's you know it's, but it's it is a worldwide worldwide issue, and we'll we'll see what happens. Another thing, Disney closed its park in uh, in California. I don't know about Florida. I'd be I'm surprised. I'd be I bet you they probably did. But uh, yeah, we're it's probably going to be a short short episode today because there's not really much else to talk about. That's pretty much been dominating the Hollywood cycle is just coronavirus, 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 with cancellations and delays and and uh, things getting moved and pushed back. Like I said, Broadway has been uh, been canceled, uh, been or been shut down for a while. And uh, I do have a couple of reviews for you though. We'll get to that. Uh, the first one, as a film that I mentioned, Onward from Disney Pixar, it came out last uh, last about a week ago now, and it's the new um, new film directed by Dan Scanlon, and it stars voices of Tom Holland, and Chris Pratt, Julia Lee Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, Mel Rodriguez, just to name a few, and it's listed as a uh, it was brought up a few years ago at D23. Disney's one of Disney's expos and it was a suburban fantasy world and that's exactly what it is it's the story about these two brothers one the younger one uh, Ian voiced by Tom Holland and the older brother Barley voiced by Chris Pratt they both are 
uh, brothers that grew up without their dad. Their dad had passed away. And so the, uh, the older brother is the only one that has memories of him. The younger brother has no memories and he really feels that emptiness in his life. He wishes he could do it. Well, and they live in this world that, and they have a really cool, it's actually a really interesting take. I, I thought where it's a, they come from a world of elves and centaurs and cyclopses and they had magic. Well, then eventually they get electricity and technology and they see, and then anyway, the technology takes over where the magic goes away and these two brothers, out of the two, the older one has, he his hobby is studying the old magic, and they um, probably see in some of the trailers, they find a spell that's able to bring their father back for a 24-hour period, but it only brings back, something happens with the spell at the beginning, and it only brings back his bottom half, so then they have to go on a quest to find a stone that can help them cast the rest of the spell. And again, they only have a limited amount of time to do it, so that sets up the journey. The younger brothers has the magical touch, and that's the only that's uh, you have to have you have to have a magical touch to be able to perform magic. Otherwise, the older brother would have done it himself. So, anyway, yeah. So it's a story about brothers going on this trip to find their father or to get their father see that see him one more time. And it took some different roads that I didn't plan on on it going, and. I will say that it wasn't, uh, I, I like the movie, I, I did, I didn't find myself really overly emotional about it, I think it, I could see where it, it's going to hit a lot of you more, uh, I, I, it should hit me, I, I'm surprised that it didn't hit me more than it, than it did, but, um, and I could see for a lot of you it will, but I, I thought it was, it, the story kind of, um, I guess it's just kind of goofy. <laughs> that's the best uh, best kind of example I've heard, and that's the best way I can put it too. Is is that it's just a little too fantastical for its own good. It's again, it's an interesting world, interesting concept. They all live in a suburban world. It, it you can relate to it. It's a modern modern world, but again, it's the it's a it's a make believe world of elves and centaurs and stuff, and they they and they live in mushrooms and these weird design houses and stuff. And, and again, they come from a world of magic and, and, but at the same time they, and they have cell phones and, and, and things like that. But I, again, it's a, it's a different, it's a different take, but at the same time, it's just, it, it, there's just some goofy elements that I think take, take away from the emotional part of it. But overall it's, it's a very, very enjoyable movie. It made uh, $40 million. One of setting a, kind of a lower one of the lower debuting Pixar films which is surprising a lot of I mean a lot of people just write it off as coronavirus but I don't know if I'd go that far I looking at the numbers there are some other not every Pixar film opens huge a lot of them do a lot of them have but there are other ones a lot of them the biggest ones have all been sequels to originals but uh, there are some that have been have been lower and and I just don't know if I would I would go as far as to completely blame the virus, although that may have played a bit of a factor. Overall, again, I, I enjoyed the movie. I think most of you will like it. If you love Pixar, I think you'll you'll enjoy this one. I just don't know. It's just, it's funny thing with Pixar. We have this, like I always say, Pixar films, you're usually, there's only, there's only a couple that are outright bad. Most of them are either great, extraordinary, or just good, or just very good even. I would even say very good. So this one I, I would call onward a very good movie. It's it's not great. It's not life changing. I don't. I wouldn't 
you know, I, when I think of great and extraordinary, I from Pixar, I think of Up, I think of Inside Out, I think of Toy Story three, I think of Toy Story two, Toy Story, I think of um, I don't know, I think, um, I mean it, it's uh, it it's I think a Wally, I think um, there's so many great films that they've that they have went through over the years, The Incredibles, Monsters Inc, Finding Nemo, I mean. The, these are all these are all great great films that really tug on the heartstrings and usually um, or just give you such a sense of adventure at least for for kids and, and it's it's, um, it's crazy but Dan I mean Dan Scanlon directed it he also has directed he directed Monsters University back in 2013. So, I mean so he's been he's under the Pixar banner for last number of years I think this is uh, his best work so far. And we'll, uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. It's, um, it's going to be interesting with another Pixar release set to come out later this, uh, this year in the summer. It's got soul that one, that one I'm really looking forward to. It's directed by Pete doctor, who is behind a lot of the films that I mentioned. He's behind, he was behind, uh, he directed up, he directed inside out. He's been involved with, he he's written the stories and been a big part of the creative behind Toy Story from from the very beginning with Toy Story and then um, and um, Inside Out and the I believe the incre- maybe not the incre- maybe the Incredibles I, I'm not sure one of them but uh, he he's a big key part to why Pixar is so good today and he it's and like I said it's under his direction I saw a trailer for it the other day it looks really good I I can't wait to see what what they do with it. Um, but so yeah, uh, if you got kids, I think Onward is uh, is a good a good adventure, and I know if I was if I was younger, if I was a kid, I would absolutely love Onward, and it's one of those movies. I just think yeah, uh, it, and it's perfectly fine, well animated. I just I, yeah, and it's really hard to come up with actual criticism of the movie because it's the voices are fine, the characters are good, the adventure is fine. I guess just by the end, I found myself just I just. They were going so hard for that emotional punch, and I just didn't quite get there myself. And I, the only thing I can come up with is just maybe the story was just a bit too goofy to where it. I felt I never suspended that disbelief like I had, like when Toy, like in Toy Story three, I saw that, and I was I was twenty years old, uh, and I, or even younger, I was eighteen maybe when it came out, um, and I that still gut punched me and just and made me tear up, and. And the tears were flowing, and that was such a. Per- Granted, that that may be a bad example because that's such a carried such a big weight because Toy Story carried me through. I I, w- I grew up kind of similar to Andy in that, and that was the end of the story at that time. So that also packed a punch. But there were times where I, when they were there's a where the toys are in the incinerator. I actually believed they were going to kill the toys, and that's the power of suspension of belief. Like I have never, I have very, have very, very little experience. But anyway, I just, I wasn't able to suspend it enough to, to ever doubt that these characters are going to get there or ever going to do their thing. And I, and obviously every movie is probably going to, you can assume is going to have a happy ending, especially a Pixar film, but you shouldn't, there are, they have done it in ways where you, you, there are points in the journey where it makes you, you go right with them and their doubt and their their disbelief and that you see that I remember a certain point inside out never thought that they wouldn't get there, but there were points where it's like you, when that character main character, joy, when she hits her down, you go down with her. And it's, um, 
uh, emotionally, and it's it's a very powerful, powerful stuff. And I just didn't feel it with Onward. That's I've rambled. I'm now ranting. I think over, overall, I think you'll probably enjoy it, but it's uh, it's just not. It's just very good. It's not great. That's all I'm trying to say. The other film I saw this past week, or due to schedule, I I wasn't able to see the major releases like uh, Bloodshot, Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. Is that what's called? Um, let me double check. Yeah, Bloodshot and or the Blumhouse Horror Productions film The Hunt. But I did see a preview screening on IMAX for the new release from Lionsgate called I Still Believe. This is a definitely a this is a faith based film. It's or it's definitely a film shooting for a faith based audience. I've always wondered why critics never make it a point to review faith-based movies i mean not to say that they you know that not to say that they don't they don't necessarily uh respect them but i i did hear a little more on this is that uh, apparently faith-based films don't and, and even with this one i still believe last uh last year there was a a film i think it was last year or maybe it was 2018 but there was a uh i, I want to say it was last year i still uh, it was not not i still believe but um I can only imagine that movie was made for, you know, they, they're made for very low budgets, but I can only imagine went on to make, I don't know, 50 to $60 million stayed in theaters for a long time. And it's, they're just so profitable. They have a clear audience that really loves to support them. And you see the, uh, the same directors are behind this film. I still believe the Irwin brothers. And I've always wondered why, why movie critics, always kind of shun them or they, or at least online critics. I, I don't know. I have seen more reviews come out lately since I've looked into it, but I guess what, what, what I'm getting at is I guess, uh, these, these movies don't really ever, the reason they don't get as much publicity through reviews is because they don't hold press screenings. So no one goes to see them because of that. <laughs> so, uh, that, that kind of sheds a little more light onto it. Now, granted this, these are at the same time, these movies have kind of become their own genre, and they're very again they have a very clear audience and demo who they're trying to meet, and they probably don't and they don't feel the need that they have to show it to the press because they know their audience is going to show up, and for the most part, they do. Uh, but I did get to see it because again, just because of the schedule working out, I didn't get it. I wasn't able to get to the theater to see on the days when Bloodshot and the Hunt. But my theater happened to have um, the IMAX theater specifically had a preview showing for I Still Believe that was their movie, their new release this week, so I went to see it. And it was all—it was all right. It was all right. It's, um, you know, it's nothing to. And I'm not shouting it from the rooftops. It wasn't a, it wasn't. It's not going to be the best movie of the year. But I think it—it's—it's it's a very good story. It's a—it's a story that's worth being told. I'm—I'm I'm glad they told it. And I didn't know anything about it's—it's it's about the Christian singer Jeremy Camp, who's got popular. He had a breakout hit i believe in the early 2000s and he's had a several number one albums since then it's his his not really his life story but a story of his first marriage and what happened to his to his first wife and i i thought it was very well done i think the um it was well directed i think the performances from the leads really make the film kj appa and brett robertson i've really i've enjoyed both their work kj Mostly on know him from Riverdale. I watched. I know I watched the first season and then I kind of checked out. And then the first, um, and then Britt Robertson. I've I've seen her in several projects over the years. She was in Tomorrowland. She was in a film from a couple of years ago that wasn't necessarily the best film, but it was. Uh, boy, it was like the Stars Between Us or the 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 um, 
Yeah, or the the space the space between us, I think. Yeah, the space between us. And then a couple other independent films over the years where, uh, and she's and she's just very. I mean, I've I've always liked her work. She was really good in this. And then you have good support from Gary Sinise and and Shania Twain of all people. She plays the mom. She doesn't have much to do. Shania Twain, which I was surprised. I thought I don't know how much acting ability she has, but uh, she doesn't have much to do. But she's fine. But the two leads, really, Appa and Robertson, they uh, they carry the movie and they do pretty well. And at, for a while, I almost I, I didn't know because this was actually my first time going to see one of these major faith based releases, and I really thought. I just hope they don't tie a bow on everything because that's what the impression sometimes people have when you see the trailers. You just think, oh, everything's going to be totally, you know, it's just just, uh, just kind of tossed up to just having faith. But I, I think this movie, you know, what the, the experience that Jeremy Camp goes through and what his wife goes through or what, you know, what Brett Robinson's character goes through, it, it asks the right questions at the end of the day. And it really, it does, ch- it, it's something that cha- would challenge a person's faith and challenge where what someone would believe and i think they they do a good job of conveying what what uh, what they want to say and and um and have it have it make sense so i give them credit for that again it's uh, i i think if anything to criticize about the movie it would probably be just a little more time with the characters i i think that the story may have at, at times felt rushed but maybe not in a timing sense but in a get to know them sense we just kind of i just kept thinking like i wish maybe maybe even at the beginning they could have added a little more maybe a voiceover history of jeremy camp's uh, life or you know about his family instead it, the story kicks off with him leaving for college and i understand that's that's a pretty good point to start but we just kind of he calls he recalls a bunch of stuff from family that pulls in later, and I think it worked for most people. It's just it's kind of a nitpick for me. It's just I wish we would have maybe our the audience, we as the audience, been introduced to them a different way and kind of understood where he was coming from before he goes to college. And even her, um, Brett Robertson's character, we don't really know her family that much, and it's just kind of the first half of the movie. I just felt like it was we were watching something perfectly happen where. He just meets this girl, and they immediately are attracted to each other, and they immediately go out, and they and things, and they throw some conflict in there. I don't want to give the whole movie away if if you might be interested in it, but I I just I think a little more character development might have might have helped. I think the music is good. I, that's actually uh, another big reason I went out of my way to see this movie. I thought it being Jeremy Camp being a musician, I thought it might be a good tie in his songs, which I, I think it does, and it does pretty good. And it, uh, it, it captures that, uh, you know, his experience with, with music. I think they may have, or being able to write songs, but again, even that's kind of trivialized. He just does it so quickly. I wish maybe had, you know, maybe a few more scenes with, with more songs. I, you know, but overall it was a good experience. It's fine. The people that like this movie or that like these types of movies are going to be fine with it. It's uh, probably going to get, um, people out there that, are very overly sensitive or going to, or, or I don't want to say overly sensitive, but people are probably going to need the Kleenexes. I'll just say that when it gets to the end, it's, uh, um, it is a very, it's a very, yeah, it's a crazy story, tragic story. And it, and I'm glad they told it. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's out there, uh, just as a person, just to show. Cause I, I, and I know I've seen people go through similar situations and, um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm glad they told it. And I think they did it in a fine way. 
So if you have time and if you're, you know, check, if you're interested and I still believe I, it gets a big, it's, it's a recommendation for me. I, I would say, go, go check it out or check it out. Maybe not full price, maybe check it out on a matinee or definitely check it out on streaming at some point. Uh, I, again, I, I would say it's worth seeing, but with that, everybody, I'm going to wrap it up for today or for this week. Again, kind of a shorter episode, but again, there's, there's just it's so much of the coronavirus and so much of people get things getting delayed and everything else is just kind of taking a back burner for now. So hopefully next week things, we'll just see how it goes. We'll see what, uh, what gets announced and when it gets announced. And if, if we do, we'll, uh, we will react to it right here and lots of, lots of big things on the horizon. I thank you so much for giving us a, uh, a trial or checking us out. If you could review the show or hit the subscribe button so you get future episodes, that would be a big help. And I, uh, I, I appreciate your listening and, I will be back in the next episode. Until then, take care.